Hello, everyone. I'm PCT Senior Digital Editor Brad Harbison. Thanks for joining us for our podcast today, Making the Most of Monitors, featuring Pat Hoddle, Technical Manager of McLeod Services, which is a Terminex company. McLeod's is based in the Chicago area, and the company specializes in commercial pest management, particularly the food safety segment. And McLeod places a lot of emphasis on the IPM, including the use of monitors. So in our podcast today, we wanted to learn from Pat how McLeod's uses monitoring devices and get her thoughts on how pest management professionals can best utilize these tools. Pat, thanks for joining me today. Glad to be here with you, Brad. Great. Well, it's always great to hear from you, Pat. And Pat, I wanted to start with, how do you define what a monitoring device is and what type of monitoring devices does McLeod's use? So a monitoring device is something that we would use to measure pest activity. Uh, It can be something as simple as a sticky trap or um, more complex as ERMDs or electronic remote monitoring devices. Because McLeod has many food processing clients and related industry, we use a wide range of monitors. Um, We're monitoring for insects using insect light traps, stored product pests using pheromone traps, rodents using multi-catch traps, and ERMDs, uh, bed bugs using pitfall type traps and a variety of insects with the simple sticky trap. And Pat, what's kind of interested in learning how the use of those monitoring devices has sort of evolved within McLeod's. Can you start by uh, mentioning, when did you start using monitors and and for what purposes? Right, so great question. (laughs) Also challenging to answer. Um, The use of monitors within McLeod, I would say, has evolved over time and somewhat difficult perhaps to pinpoint an exact timeline of when we we started using them. Um, I'd say their use has been facilitated by changes in technology and the changing needs of the part of the food industry for more data-driven responses. I've been with McLeod for 40 years and we didn't recognize the value of devices we used for control as monitoring devices immediately. We use them to determine control success, but not necessarily for tracking and trending as a more proactive approach. Um, So when we did the dual purpose, so when did that dual purpose uh, occur? using them both for um, monitoring and control. Uh, It would have been facilitated by some changes in equipment. So for example, the the arrival of glue board based light traps arriving on the scene that, that gave us that capability to be able to identify insects captured and then use that identification and, and numbers um, to examine for trends. Uh, this would have been further facilitated by uh, advances in documentation, particular electronic documentation, which allows us to more easily record those trends. And we would have started on that path, I would say in the 1990s. And as technology improved, so has the sophistication in the use of our monitors. Now count and differentiate between key species on each board 
just talking about the glue boards and the ILTs as part of our food plant service specifications. And that didn't occur back in the 1980s when electrocuting grid type traps were used and light attracted insects were collected then in a tray versus a board. I'd say that pheromone traps probably um, superseded the, the uh, use of monitoring over electronic um, insect light traps and um, probably occurred in the, sometime in the 1980s. Pat, you know, you had mentioned that food safety accounts is one a type of account where we um, found them to be helpful. Can you talk about that a little bit more? And, and what type of accounts have you used them and found them to be uh, a really important tool? So I'd say we use monitors in all types of accounts, but the earlier adopters uh, where we had the, the earlier use of these would have been, of course, our food facilities. And as monitoring advanced um, and, and kind of caught up to um, some of the resurgent pests like bed bugs, uh, that age of monitoring awareness triggered to automatic use of monitors in, in, when bed bugs came along. So wide variety of facilities, highest numbers um, in food processing uh, where we're using the, the greatest variety and most certainly on a consistent basis, the use of monitors. And I know, Pat, you had mentioned some of the expanded uses of these uh, monitors. Can you maybe talk about that a little bit more? What are some other ways that Clouds has expanded the use and perhaps maybe how we'll expand the use in the future? So um, we're using them to take the kind of the pulse of pest activity. We use them as our early warning uh, system regarding the types of pests and prevalence of pests so that we can take appropriate action. We also use them to pinpoint the source to develop solutions by repositioning and adding more monitors when a pest problem occurs. When solving a pest problem, we're looking for root cause and monitoring programs serve a critical role in that regard. Lastly, they can help measure the success of our program. So did we identify all the root causes and did we provide the correct solutions? We're continually expanding the use of monitors. Remote monitors would be one example. So when you talk about the future, they can be especially useful when 24 seven data is provided. We use or have testing, we either are using or have in testing remote monitors for stored product pests, rodents, insect light traps, and cockroaches. And we have also used exterior light traps as part of our tools, although they have more limited application. Those are areas of expansion for us with monitors. And then, um, Pat, you know, as far as, you know, maybe some, some advice for PMPs who are using these products, um, what are some things that they should keep in mind when it comes to the proper way to place monitoring devices? So a high reliance on understanding and knowing the facility where they're to be placed, the past and the conditions observed. Uh, historical data of pest activity should also be considered capabilities of the device being used must also be understood. What's the range of attraction, for example, of that uh, monitor that you're using? 
placement will also depend on whether we are using them as an early warning device or um, troubleshooting and different strategies will be used depending on, on the, the purpose. An example to illustrate this would be the use of pheromone traps for Indian meal moth. So typically we would use these traps in a grid pattern in a food warehouse, let's say for monitoring. If a trap alerts us of activity, we can then add some additional traps along with intensive inspections to try to pinpoint the source of that Indian meal moth. And I know uh, talking to you, Pat, I know McLeod's does a lot of work with its service professionals as far as training. Um, so how does McLeod's train their professionals to properly read, document and interpret mo monitor findings? So we'll provide them with the tools that they're going to need in form of in the form of solid policies and procedures to start. So establishing those SOPs, and then um, those SOPs will define how they're to be used, installation uh, of the devices, how to classify the captures in the the different devices, and when to escalate uh, when trends. Um, as appropriate. We utilize micro learning as one of our training tools. So I'm going to say this is kind of a substitute for what we might call the book learning portion of it. Um, and then we combine that with uh, field training and hands-on activities. And then Pat, the last thing I had for you is, can you give us an example of how McLeod's has used monitors to solve a challenging pest problem? Um, one example would be we had a, a facility um, that had set a goal of zero insects in their interior light traps. And so that was a challenge, right, to get to zero. And the facility didn't produce a food product, but it produced a product for the pharmaceutical industry. Um, we started with an analysis of the light trap captures. The pests involved were mostly night flying insects with um, some occasional fill flies. And insect light traps played a critical role in understanding those potential points of ingress which weren't always the obvious exterior dock doors or personnel doors. Over time and through the analysis of the light captures, we were able to direct and prioritize the ceiling needs for the facility. We also looked at exterior lighting relationship and exterior conditions that might be impacting the facility and use that data to compare notes. Um, in addition, uh, identifying the first line of defense of exclusion, which was dock doors. They had some corrugated walls uh, that allowed for um, insects to come in. We identified where, the in where interior quick roll-up doors could be useful and significantly drop counts. So over time, the average, when we first started with that account, average light trap uh, might be hundreds of insects and eventually got down to to zero, one or two uh, during our weekly check. So great success. And of course our client's cooperation was critical in getting those dollars allocated for the structural repairs needed, 
but the data helped justify those expenditures. And we could prove that, that a certain door or a certain area needed to be sealed by the captures and the trending information. Well, that's a really interesting uh, example there, Pat. And uh, again, I want to thank you for uh, joining me today again and sharing with our listeners uh, some uh, information on a really important topic on kind of the technology that maybe is a little bit underused in the pest control industry, but uh, has great potential. So uh, thanks again for joining us today, Pat. Glad to be here and thank you. Great. And to our listeners, uh, I want to thank everyone for joining us and, and have a great day.